Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. My name is Mark Arlapage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where each week I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. Sky Stevens, welcome to Entree Architect Podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Mark. Sky Stevens is the co-founder of the Association of Professional Builders, a business coaching company dedicated to improving the residential construction industry for both builders and consumers. Sky is a firm believer that residential home builders deserve to be earning more money for the service that they are providing and that consumers deserve a superior service than they're currently receiving. Sky, that's a little snippet of what you do and, and a little bit of an introduction. And I want to dive deep into uh, the association of uh, professional builders and uh, what you do and how you do it before that. I want to learn more about you. I want you to share your origin story. Go back to where you discovered your passion for what you do today and share that story to where you are today. Yeah, cool. Okay. So um, it's 10-year-old story at this part, uh, at this point, but um, it really started when um, Russ and I, who Russ Stevens, the co-founder, my father, uh, we co-founded APB together, but about 10 years ago, we started a marketing agency together and our marketing agency was actually all geared towards builders. So our market and our audience has, you know, been very niche and very much the same um, for the last 10 years. And um, so we were running this marketing agency together 
And um, it, it was basically me leaving school and, and realizing that's what I wanted to be doing, marketing. Um, and so we just went into a business to do a marketing agency together. But over time, um, we were sort of realizing we could generate all the leads in the world for some builders. Why would some thrive and why would some struggle? So we'd have to like keep talking, you know, like trying to really understand what the difference is and, and the, the, the building companies that were, you know, getting leads generated, but weren't thriving. They were just saying, you know, the leads are rubbish. You know, they're, they're cold, they're not ready. And, you know, it was like baffling to us because how would it work for one and not the other? So it was a lot of investigation. Um, and, you know, essentially after us taking over a lot of their accounts, even doing their sales calls for them, we sort of realized it actually wasn't a problem with the leads. It was a problem with that builder's sales process because yes. the builders who weren't thriving, they weren't calling the leads instantly. You know, it comes down to seconds. You know, they weren't putting them into any sort of database and nurturing them. They didn't have a proper qualification script and so many things to do with a proper sales process that was missing. So by the time we took over the sales calls, the leads were quote unquote great again because they would actually progress because we could do the calls much, much quicker knowing the sales process. So it sort of led us down a path of, okay, we can generate all the leads in the world for some, some guys. What's missing is the sales element. So out of our marketing agency, we sort of experimented by opening up a new arm. And this was in about 2014. And we opened up a sales training arm and that just took off. Um, that there was such a market for this industry to have actual sales training. And we were just teaching the sales process, qualifying, you know, moving them through the steps so you can get to concept designs and prelims, then a contract. Um, and um, because that took off so well, that was about nine months in an experiment. Um, it's almost like the same thing happened. We could generate all these in the world for, same, for some builders. We could then teach them how to sell and they could be signing contracts how come some builders could still fail by that point? And it's, it's true. The average lifespan of a building company is 3.6 years. So how come they were failing? And it was the other arm. You know, it was their operations. It was probably their, well, it was their financial management as well. So that's when um, in 2015, we officially launched what's now called the Association of Professional Builders. And we cover not just sales training, not just marketing training, but operations and systems. Um, financial management and also self-development as well. And, and that's that's why we're here today. That is a very familiar story. That That's very similar to the story, my, my origin story. So um, an entree architect, that's why entree architect came came about. Um, and, and, and very similar story because when uh, my wife and I first launched our architecture firm, um, we had very similar experiences that you just described that, that we were really good at marketing and bringing in leads and didn't see the, the results of those leads until I went to a local community college and took a, an entrepreneurial class and went through all the steps of, of business, the, the foundations of business each week was a different topic. And when we got to sales, we discovered we had no sales system and we didn't even know it. And so we just weren't selling. And from, from that point forward, when I launched Entree Architect, that was one of the things that I focused on very much with architects is that, do you even have a sales system, right? That, that sales are important because that's, 
how you make your money. Um, and often it's because you don't even have a system in place. It's how you eat, right? I mean, if you love designing, love being an architect, you can't do any of that without a sale. Um, and this, this is what we walk through with our builders as well. So you got to get very comfortable very quickly with selling because it's that important. Yeah, it's a foundation of business. And so so the Association of Professional Builders and Entree Architect are very aligned. Um, you're working with, with builders. We're working with architects. Um, and we're helping them in very similar ways. So uh, this will be a very interesting conversation. What What is the process that you go through with uh, builders when they, they come to you for the full package of uh, the services you provide? How do you, how do you work with them? So when um, builders come into our private mentoring, as an example, uh, we're really big on making data-driven decisions. So often... Um, and you'll you'll probably recognize this story a lot. Someone can come to you, and um, you know any any builder can come to us and, and say, you know, I've got a problem with this. Okay, uh, what we do for all of our private clients is we have a really thorough, very very detailed um, KPI spreadsheet, and this just looks at every single metric of this building company. And so our first step um, with our builders is actually getting them to completely. Um, fill in and enter all, all of their information into this KPI sheet because their problem that they described was over here. But when we get to look at every single metric and every bit of data, that's fine. Your conversion rates there, that's actually okay. It starts over here or the problem is over here and we can actually make a data-driven decision and or solve the most urgent problem uh, because you can see it in numbers. And, and that's, that's really where our coaching comes from. We want to we want to solve what's on your mind at the moment. But we want to solve um, the the root cause of it, not just treat the symptoms. So you do a full analysis of the business using KPIs, key performance indicators, um, using data to see how the business is being run. And so the 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 problem that the builder thinks they have may be the problem, uh, or it may be caused by some other problem. That, that is indicated by the, the KPIs, right? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly right. So you do that analysis and you, you sort of find the pieces that are, that are weak. And do you just sort of try to fix those pieces or do you sort of establish a full uh, process that you take, walk them through to make sure everything else is where it needs to be as well? It's essentially a bit of both. So we have our baseline system that we have what we call levels that we try and well, we do move all of our builders through. Um, and if we can complete these 10 levels in this order, by the end, you've got a very, very well systemized set up building company that can run without you, which is the goal. Um, however, um, as much as everyone can start on level one, and that's what we are working on immediately, there are lots of other immediate problems that need to get solved. So it's a it's a dynamic approach with that baseline in place. So so you you work with builders to build stronger businesses. Um, how does because you're talking to thousands of architects, uh, small firm architects, lots of business owners, lots of decision makers. Um, how can we fit into the success of your clients? How when you have a successful builder. How can the architect contribute to that builder's success and vice versa? How does the builder contribute to the success of an architect? 
Yeah, yeah, massively. So um, th th this is something that we teach in our membership um, at APB and, and really work with with our builders. It's the synergy between builders and architects. Like that relationship has to be tight. And um, unfortunately, when you enter in consumers, and this is just the history, it's like as builders and architects were pitted against each other right. by the consumer that's looking for you know fair pricing, and really it's because of lack of knowledge on their part. So you 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 know when you read out the um, our mission and our, and our whole statement at, at the start of this, our goal is to improve this industry for not just builders but consumers as well. And we only work with builders, but what we're doing with our builders actually improves the client experience because, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, this residential construction industry, it's got a pretty terrible reputation, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say. It's got horror stories from consumers of, you know, everything, but it can start with, you know, they spent $50,000 on a design or even I've, I've heard up to six figures on designs that could never get built because they were too expensive or, you know, the, a builder went bankrupt during the build and now they've left with a half-finished home. There are so many stories like this, whereas if, if and this is our goal, we come in, we can A, um, coach and mentor builders in this industry to be professional builders and actually run a professional business operation that delivers such a wonderful experience, they're not going to go bust during a build. And that's um, number one, that's like its core fundamental, but then let's improve this entire client experience, not just during construction, but every bit leading up to it. And something we really focus on is getting our builders involved in the design process. And this is where we teach this synergy because the traditional path that's been happening is consumers know they want to build a custom home. So they go to an architect first and they get a design done. They, they spend months and months like getting this amazing design done. And if this architect has not involved a builder, doesn't have a network of, of, of a preferred builder or preferred builders, what's left for this consumer to do is shop around. They look, you know, for the next 10 builders they can find, send off their design and ask for a quote. And, you know, unfortunately, it, it doesn't really work like that for a builder because you need so much more information to do a detailed fixed price quote. Um, you know, suddenly estimates start getting thrown out and the consumer with no knowledge at all and certainly no recommendations from a trusted authority, which they would trust their architect by this point. They've given so much or paid so much money um, without that recommendation and or knowledge on their part, the only option they have and really know to do is look at price. So then they choose the cheapest price. That builder either underquoted or misquoted um, to get such a low price. And it just is a horrible building experience for the consumer and the builder as well because they're not enjoying the client they're building for. So we need to change it right at the start and, and um yeah, that, that's where the synergy comes in. That's, that's a big thing that we're about. Yeah, and I agree with you. I, the best projects that we've ever had are the projects where we have brought a builder in early and we've had a relationship with that builder and if, and we've formed a team, a you know, three-member team where it's the architect and the builder and the, and the homeowner and we're going to you know, do this successfully together. And 
you you uh, eliminate the finger pointing because now you have a relationship and you have a, a process that you're going to work through, um, and they are more successful. You end up with a better project. You get you end up with a better design even. Um, but what I have found, and this is sometimes it's regional. Sometimes you know, it depends on what region we're we're practicing in. Not me personally, but uh, architects, what region they're uh, practicing in, is that. Some regions are more uh, accepting of that, and others want that competitive bid. They feel like they have to have that competitive bid. Let's take a break to thank our sponsors for their support of this episode. Let's talk ArcViz technology. Powered by the near limitless Unreal Engine, our friends at Twinmotion offer a fast and easy way to produce stunning real-time visualizations and immersive experiences for your clients. Twinmotion gives you the tools you need to make faster decisions and relay information to your clients in a way that instantly speaks to them. Breathe life into your scene by changing the season, the weather, the time of day, just by moving a slider. Immersing your clients in a way that they'll love and more importantly, be able to truly picture themselves in. Why not share your design with stakeholders in collaborative reviews and edit your scene together? There's no better way to get buy-in than making your clients feel part of the development process. Right now, they're running an exclusive free trial. Check it out at twinmotion.link slash entrearchitect. That's twinmotion.link slash entrearchitect to get Twinmotion for free. BIM can be important for your next project but it's not the only thing you need for your next project. That's why it's important that 95% of manufacturers who offer free BIM files on RCAT also offer another type of data or information that your project may need. That means 95% of the products with BIM also have CAD files, are in a specification, in a patented spec wizard, or may have product information to help you make the right selection. So stop going to a site with just BIM and go to rcat.com to get everything you need for your next project for free and without registering. No cost, no credit card, no email, it's free. That's rcat.com, A-R-C-A-T.com. When building a business you're passionate about, it's easy to feel like there aren't enough hours in the day. And if you're doing all the invoicing and accounting on your own, you're probably spending time on work you don't love. FreshBooks is built for business owners like us. It's the all-in-one accounting software that saves entrepreneurs and freelancers up to 11 hours a week. That's 11 hours that you could spend nailing a client pitch, designing your next project, or building your business as an architect. From preparing, sending, and following up on invoices, to tracking and managing expenses, to processing online payments, FreshBooks automates and simplifies all the tough and annoying parts of running your own business. So try FreshBooks for free for 30 days. No credit card required. Go to entrearchitect.com slash FreshBooks and enter Entree Architect in the How Did You Hear About Us section and get more time back to build the business you love. That's entrearchitect.com slash FreshBooks. Monograph is building a community of like-minded firm owners and operations leaders who are looking for solutions that align with their firm's values. On top of that, Monograph is building the only cloud-based practice operations software built exclusively for architects by architects. 
Monograph's easy to use and beautifully designed software allows you and your team to know in near real time whether you're on pace to deliver a project on budget. With Monograph, you and your team can plan project schedules, budgets, role assignments, and manage team members all in one place. The best part of Monograph, it doesn't require a degree in finance to use it. To experience the difference today, sign up for a free trial at monograph.com. And to underscore their commitment, on August 12th, Monograph will be hosting their first ever virtual conference. It's called Section Cut. This one-day event brings firm owners, operations leaders, and project leaders together to learn from success stories and workshops, all with the goal of improving their businesses. Reserve a seat at Section Cut today by visiting sectioncut.com. Please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. How do you um, present this to the client to, to show them that this is the better way? How do you earn their trust for them to do this rather than what they've been told is the right way, right? The right way is that you go out for a competitive bid, you get your bids, and then you, you, know, you have the best price and you, have, you go out to a competitive bid with three, four you know, reputable companies and so you know you're going to have a reputable company and you're going to force them to bid against each other and whoever gets the lowest bid gets the job, right? How do you, how do you overcome that with the consumer? Such, such a good question. And um, this is such a big part of what we work on with our members. It starts at the inception of the idea. When the, as soon as the consumer in their mind has that first thought of, I think I want to build my own home, you have to be there. And so we teach our builders a massive sales cycle. Their content marketing has to start, like they are nurturing prospects for up to years in so many cases from inception. As soon as they're thinking of, maybe I'll build a custom home. That's when they do a little bit of research online. You want to be there giving that bit of information. You want to be there educating these consumers on, did you know that it's not the best idea to choose the lowest price for building a home? And let me explain why. Because we all have this knowledge. We all know the horror stories. But if the consumers are not empowered to know that and know the reasons why they're believing the myths that are getting perpetuated in the industry, again, probably by people not involved in the industry. Often it's, it's hundred percent people not involved in the industry. So we need to come in with content marketing. So we're talking blogs with like blog articles that can get ranked and listed in Google for these common questions. You know, every time you write um, a blog article, shoot it as a video as well. Make sure it's on YouTube, make sure it's on your Facebook page. Um, make sure you've got Facebook and Instagram and you're doing posts daily. All of your captions have got to be helpful and informative and answer these questions going on inside their head. So for example, um, a lot of our uh, members, like when, when we're talking about a content marketing strategy, we, we gave a swipe file of all these different content ideas to get your mind bubbling away. And, um, you know, our members are producing articles talking about why you shouldn't choose the lowest price. And it's actually addressing the myth. It's like, look, you know, going out to, you know, five builders to get a quote makes sense if you're building a deck. But if you're building a custom home, this is your largest asset. If you've got a budget of 800,000 or over a million, why on earth 
would you just go based on price? There are so many other factors and they provide content addressing those factors. Standard of inclusions, design elements, is landscaping included? Is it not? Like actually educating them and empowering them so the consumers can actually think a little bit more. But you know the beauty of this? If the builder is the one empowering the consumer by actually answering all of these questions, even years before they're ready to build, they might be on their email list, they might be following them on socials, um, or at least on YouTube or something. When that consumer is finally settled on their land or is finally in a position to get started on the design, who do you think they're going to reach out to first? Someone they can just randomly Google or the one person they got so much value from over the last few years or months or whatever it may be. It's going to be the person that delivered value. And yeah, it, it, it just, it's, it's he who can provide the most value. You can get that awareness, you can get the eyeballs and then you've got to get good at converting them. Yeah, it comes down to being a trusted advisor that, that through that content marketing, through that content creation, architects, what, what you just said, Sky, uh, architects should be doing the same thing, right? And, yeah. and if you want your client to accept that process because it helps you to bring on that, that contractor early and work as a team, uh, so if it benefits you, then you, sh- you need to be telling that story too that that's the way to do it. You know, Absolutely. the other way is the wrong way to do it and this is the right way to do it. And and by uh, sharing that information uh, uh, through marketing, that when it comes time for them to hire you, you've already trained them. That, that That's the way you it's done. You them into being the perfect client for you, which is the beauty in itself as well, right? We are sort of teaching them how to act and be in the design process and then when selecting a designer as well you know like be really honest like you know we we encourage our builders to create content based on how to choose your builder you know it's it's not completely biased like these are the questions you should be asking here's what you should look out for um and if you can come from that advising perspective like you're just saying it's it's it just puts you on a whole different level and and this this is where we need to be on the same page and all sing from the same song sheet because this is all of our industry here. Right, right. And right. If, if our builders and architects can be working together, the results are unreal because obviously from an architect perspective, yes, you, you are getting consumers coming through and, and spending money on designs, but don't you want to see those designs built? Like what if you had like, you know, practically all of your designs getting built every single year because you have this, um, building company that you work with very closely. You're both just as professional and there's a wonderful, beautiful relationship. That's what we want. Right, right. And, and, the, and the beautiful architecture is, is certainly something that we all want. But, but I think even more important, what you really want is a happy customer. You want a happy client um, and a successful project that comes in on budget and comes in on time and comes in without all the, 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 the drama and the and the, all of those horror stories that they've been told was going to happen doesn't happen because now the process is different and the relationships are different, then your client's happy. And when they're happy, they go tell all their friends and you get more clients and you get more happy clients who then those clients start to educate their friends and say, this is how it should be done. And then the whole industry starts to shift. Absolutely. And this is the change that needs to happen. But, you know, it's interesting what you just said, like we're, we're not, designing a home for ourselves we may think certain design elements are really cool but 
if it's not within their budget, this is their home. Like we got to switch it out. We got to change it. Let's make sure they are happy. We're here to serve our customers. Scott, how do you, how, how do you, or how would you recommend an architect find their preferred builders? And how many builders do you think that they should have a relationship with in order to, you know, find the right mix of people that they work with? I think every builder and architect should have their number one. You need to have your number one. It's always, always, always a wonderful idea to have backups, maybe have two in second place and another two or three in third place, but you'd give most of the work obviously to build a number one. Now the reason to explain why you'd need many options because we're not trying to price shop. I want to avoid that conversation altogether. You're not having all these different options. So you can get them all to compete with each other. That's absolutely not the point. Likewise, we say to our builders, you need to rely on more than one architect because what happens when they're booked out right. and you've got customers in front of you and you're now letting them down? That's a poor experience and that is what we're not about. So that's why you need to align with more than one. However, when you're first starting, get one. No point in trying to work six relationships at the same time get one, mold it. Like you're going to, you're going to have some growing pains. You're going to have some communication things. You just got to get on the same page, work on that relationship, stay in constant contact, even have relationship building meetings weekly until you've got that consistent work with each other. And then you need to introduce other people because obviously from our builder's perspective, we're teaching them a massive content marketing strategy, massive, you know, paid advertising strategy as well. They should be generating so many leads that, it's such a benefit for an architect to be aligned with a professional builder like that. So you got to choose a builder that has your best interests at heart because a proper builder wants to take on so many concept design agreements is what we, we, we teach our builders to do and actually sell concept design agreements to consumers. And then the builder will engage you as an architect so you can all work together in that way. So how, how do you, if you do have a client, that is concerned about price. And mm -hmm. you come as a united front, you and your preferred builder come come to this client uh, and say, we're going to take care of this. We're going to design it, we're going to build it, and we're going to ensure that you get the best project for the best price. How do you um, assure that customer that they will get the best price without, being, without that, that competitive bid? Well, it requires us to know their truthful budget, doesn't it? Yes, it does. They are sharing all the truth. Um, so it, it starts way, way early. And that's why a, a proper marketing strategy does that. Yep. If you appear trustworthy because you are actually delivering value without asking for any money in return in terms of your blogs, your social media, your videos, even your emails, if you can be consistent on your database and email out helpful information at least once per week, you are building up but we like to sort of imagine this bank account of goodwill. Yeah. So when you ask a real big question, like the B word budget, and you want a truthful answer, you have to actually make a withdrawal. Um, we usually talk about withdrawals in terms of when you ask for personal information, when you ask for money, you're withdrawing from your goodwill bank account. You can't withdraw from an empty bank account. So you've got to keep building up that goodwill with all your content. But the budget and the B word is, is really another withdrawal because Again, I think consumers have been taught, it's, it's a myth that's been perpetuated. Don't disclose your full budget. They'll design a home to meet that budget right. and it could have been cheaper. You know, it's, it's, it's all about markup. 
Um, so I think it starts so much earlier and then in proper qualification um, as well, because we don't teach our builders to ask the budget question first because they don't trust you. They're gonna give you a fake answer or they're right. not gonna answer at all. So you need to keep your relationship, establish everything else. Do you have land? Tell me about the land, you know, how big is it? What orientation is it? Like try and really understand everything else. And then you're in like a 45 minute conversation. Then you can establish what range they're in. And often um, you can say, look, um, how much are you looking to invest in your new home, in the construction of this new home? How much are you looking to invest? You know, below 500,000, maybe to, maybe between 500 and 700,000 or, or over 700,000. If you give them, give them a range, yeah, they can self-select. Some can come right out and tell you they're like full on budget. But if you let them self-identify into a range first, you can say, okay, that's interesting. So whereabouts or, or is, is it a hard limit? And then you can actually understand a little bit more about their budget. And you know what you can do? You can show them what's realistic for that budget. Because you have to come in from a perspective of, you know, your budget is your budget. So if you can't go past a certain number, I'm here to make sure that we keep the design on budget. And you know what it could mean? We just design a smaller home. It could mean we have to forego some things that you weren't 100% on. But if we know all of your deal breakers and all of your budget, we can, you know, it, it, it has to be honest between all of us here so we can make this work for you. Yeah, that honest budget is is critical. Mm. Um, early on in my career, I've had some projects where the client was not truthful and then brought in, you know, additional budget later on. And the project was terrible because it 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 was designed and built incrementally rather than as a whole and yes. and and there becomes these conflicts and oh it's going to cost me more money although they had plans to spend that money all along so if you if you first build that trust so they can have that one-on-one -on -one conversation and then educate the client on why it really is important for us to know your full budget to really understand Everything you know, we need to know, right? Your yeah. your scope, we need to know your budget because with that budget and with that scope, we can design and build amazing things. But if we don't know what the true budget is and we don't know what the true scope is, then it's going to be this incremental project that will never become what it could have been. Exactly. And then when we are in synergy between a builder and an architect relationship, that clear line of communication. Yeah. If the consumer says anything to one and not the other, we have to communicate that to each other. So we are on the same page and it shows them we are all a team. You included Mr. and Mrs. Consumer. Yeah, it also helps tremendously in managing crises because every project has a crisis. It's inevitable, it's part of the process, it's part of the system. That's another thing that I teach my clients is that those things will happen and we're trained to, to manage them. And so when they do happen, when those crises happen, when those, those unexpected things happen, uh, we've expected them. We can manage them. We can take care of them. And you have a budget for it because we make sure they have a budget for those things that are going to happen. Um, that being in alignment with your builder and having that conversation prior with your client um, will make those situations much more uh, seamless much more process oriented rather than crisis oriented. Um, it becomes part of the process of building. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if, if we go back to, you know, how we're working with builders, 
if you have that tone from the outset, so you know we were talking about, you know, you can have your number one where 80% of your work or maybe 70% of your work goes to your number one builder. Yeah. Um, then you've got, you know, second rank and third rank that you've got your options to go to. You know, like we talked about, we're not going to pit them all against each other. We engage that builder. We ensure that they have availability before we even loop them in on this project. So from day dot with that consumer, that is the builder we recommend. And this is who we're working with. And this is what's happening. You bring them in on a consultation level. So there would be obviously some fee for a builder's time. Exactly how builders would do for architects. There is, there is a fee involved because we're all working together and then we're all invested in this project as well to actually, you know, the end game. We're actually going to build this home. Yeah. Yeah. Some great advice, Sky. Um, let's, let's talk about that one thing that a small firm architect can do. So if there's one thing that you can uh, share with, with our community that a small firm architect can do right away today, do something that would help build a better business for tomorrow. What's that one thing that you would recommend they do? I think really establish your circle of influence, you know, and, and start with the builder, your number one builder that you're going to be working with and really put in research here. You want to pick the most professional builder you can. You want to understand their sales process, understand what they're doing in terms of marketing and lead generation. How are they feeding their own company and how can you serve that builder? Because no matter what relationship we come into, we need to be the we need to provide value and deliver value. So if you can find a professional builder and you can come in with that attitude of what value can I provide you, they will also have that attitude. Um, this you know it's what professionals being about. And so I think establishing the circle of influence. There are obviously so many other um, people you're going to need in your corner and in your circle. But I think picking the most professional builder you can and establishing a wonderful relationship with them long-term is going to be so powerful, game-changing. Is there a list for architects to reference to find um, one of your members to see if there's any of your members in their region? Is there a way to match up association of professional builders, builders with architects in our community? We don't have um, a published list to say as of yet. Um, however, what you will notice um, as you do a lot of research for builders, obviously you're looking for the ones that have prolific output on socials. Um, you know, they have a marketing team, they're doing paid advertising. They have a CRM and a database. Go onto their website and you'll probably, you will see their member logos. You know, when you establish all the associations yep. that you're a member of, you will see the fact that they're a member of the Association of Professional Builders, which is a wonderful qualifier as well. All right. Her name is Sky Stevens. The website is the uh, apbbuilder.com. The organization is the Association of Professional Builders. The website, apbbuilder.com. Architects should go there for many reasons. One is to, uh, to look at what they're doing because there's lots there for us to learn as architects. Um, but it's also a great place to send your builders. To, for them to become more professional so they work better with you. So if you have a list of builders that you like, you should be sending them over to apbbuilder.com uh, and go check it out yourself. Sky, this is, go ahead. You have something else to say, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's apbbuilders with an S. Oh, sorry, great. So it's apbbuilders.com. 
apbbuilders.com. So go there, go to that website, uh, and share that link with your friends uh, who are builders. Sky, this has been fantastic. I really enjoyed this conversation, and thank you. Thank you for, for sharing your knowledge here today at Entree Architect Podcast. Oh, this has been awesome. What a great conversation. And um, yeah, if uh, anyone's got any follow-up questions, obviously head on into the website. Let's get connected um, on socials as well. And um, yeah, let's just change the industry. If you liked this episode of Entree Architect Podcast, please share a rating, write a review, and share a link to this episode with a friend. That's how you could help grow Entree Architect Podcast. Thank you to our sponsors, FreshBooks, RCAT, and Twinmotion for their support of this episode. Links to all our sponsors and all our resources that we discussed today are available at the show notes for this episode found at entrearchitect.com slash podcast. Entree Architect is a member of the Gable Media Podcast Network. Gable Media is curated thought leadership for an audience dedicated to building a better world. That's you. Listen and subscribe to all the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L-Media.com. Go there now. And check out Entree Architect Academy membership. Ready to edit business resources for architects, live monthly business training for architects, a supportive architect community, and simple systems. Our new business system program developed for you, the small firm entrepreneur architect. It's all waiting for you right now at Entree Architect Academy membership, including... AIA Continuing Education Learning Units. Yep, they are there, there too. Entree Architect is there for you. Come join me and hundreds of your entrepreneur architect friends. Visit entrearchitect.com slash join to enroll today. Thanks for listening today. Love, learn, and share what you know. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders, Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that <laughs> then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. 
Oh one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is gonna be a priority. When the job is done, we're gonna actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. And so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.